All right. The story that's dominated the headlines uh, in parts of our province and parts of our country, as a matter of fact, in the last couple of days is what's going on with our health care system. And as uh, it all came to a head, I think, um, when we got word that Alberta Health Services had directed hospitals in Edmonton to basically start with what's called hallway medicine. Take on one more patient than you can fit on the unit um, so that we can free up space in the ER. Horrible situation to be in. No question about it. Apparently, the order has now been lifted. It was temporary to try and catch up. Um, but obviously, the situation in Alberta hospitals, we have closures, right? We have a lot of emergency rooms that have had to shorten hours, uh, close altogether. We've, you know, seen stories with ambulance shortages. You name it. We know our healthcare system is in crisis. Um, so what's the solution? Sarah Hoffman is the deputy leader of the NDP official opposition, an education critic and an MLA for Edmonton, Glenora. She joins us now. Um, Ms. Hoffman, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. Hi, Shay. Good morning. Um, so I'm just, you know, going through uh, the the tweets and the statements that are coming out from the NDP, and uh, a lot of finger pointing at the UCP for what's going on in our healthcare system, um, mismanagement, a di- direct result of UCP mismanagement and treatment of healthcare workers. Um, do you agree with that? And if so, why 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 are you pointing the finger at the UCP? Absolutely. Uh, early August is usually one of the quietest times for hospitals. When I was health minister, it would be when staff could take a bit of a break, where you could get caught up on some of the backlog, because uh, traditionally hospitals are way less busy. Uh, and instead, what we've seen is this government has chased doctors out of the province. Uh, many communities, the only way patients can see a doctor is to show up at the emergency department. They threaten to roll back salaries for healthcare workers, including respiratory therapists who are keeping alive people who are fighting COVID in the middle of this pandemic. And it's caused huge impacts on the healthcare system. So the summer, uh, especially early August, is when things usually quiet down. And they're really at, uh, in many hospitals uh, across the province, their worst um, the worst it's been in the last three years. If it's UCP policy and uh, their handling of the healthcare system, how do we explain what's going on in BC, Manitoba, Ontario, the Maritimes, National? It was the lead story on Global National last night. One of the most prominent hospitals in the country, Toronto General, is cancelling surgeries because they're in the exact same position. Uh, a, a young man died on the floor of an emergency room in uh, Fredericton a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, where did these doctors that the UCP chased out go? And the UCP aren't working in those provinces. Yeah, well, and arguably it's worse here. We have uh, about 30 hospitals that have either shut down units or shut down completely across the province of Alberta. And that is absolutely because we don't have the staff and because demand is higher than it's ever been. Yeah, but Manitoba uh, had, uh, I think, 42 out of 68 hospitals, rural hospitals, uh, shuttering or completely closing emergency departments. So they're in an even worse situation statistically than we are. Well, I wouldn't want to be a patient in any of the Edmonton hospitals who's being shoved shoved into a a bed in the hallway. And this is certainly uh, worse than we've seen in most parts of the province um, and and most parts of the country, rather, Shay. And, yeah, it's not perfect anywhere, but it is absolutely the morale, the uh, demands on healthcare workers, the fact that here we are seeing um, uh, respiratory therapists were told to take a pay cut at the same time as the government was giving out six-figure bonuses to, uh, you know, a couple of the leaders uh, in their organization. It's just not fair to the people working in the healthcare system or the patients who are waiting for access to a hospital bed. So what's the fix then? How do you how do you address this situation if it, if it's UCP mismanagement? How do you manage it correctly to get us out of this mess? 
Yeah, and number one is they need to address the issues that uh, they have created with healthcare workers. They have done everything they can to create uh, chaos, mistrust, disrespect. We've gone two years during a pandemic without doctors having a contract. That is uh, ludicrous, and uh, it's no wonder why doctors uh, need to take some time off. Uh, this happens uh, every year, but uh, part of the burnout is the fact that they feel completely disrespected and that their government doesn't trust them, and they're asked to do more and more and more. So uh, that would definitely be one of the pieces that the current government could do. Um, but I think the other pieces that we've seen for three years, that they just don't uh, care about public health care and they don't uh, uh, make it a value to make sure that they've got a uh, trusted workforce and, and people working throughout the province who know that they're valued. At the beginning, they'd call them heroes, but then they ask them for pay cuts. That just doesn't show the same level of respect that we expect from a government. Again, uh, what's the fix? What would the NDP government well, sit do? Sit down at the table and sign a contract with doctors instead of making excuses and, and being rude and, and aggressive towards them for the last three years that they've been in government. They could actually sit down and try to come up with some solutions. They could actually fund post-secondary properly mm. instead of uh, pushing more cuts on post-secondary to make sure that we have the right number of healthcare professionals uh, working uh, in our province and properly trained. And uh, they need to make sure that uh, paramedics are full-time instead of being offered all of these part-time contracts that mean that we have short uh, shortfalls when it comes to um, our uh, ambulances and we've faced so many more um, red alerts over the last six months and, and a year than we've uh, faced at, at any time that I can recall in my life having always lived in Alberta. So um, these are uh, major issues that require uh, leadership and, and part of being a leader is to sit down at the table, acknowledge that you made mistakes. Uh, and actually come up with solutions with the people who work on the front lines that you need to be able to do their best and help uh, recruit and retain professionals here in the province. Another issue that's been in the headlines this week and your party's been very vocal about too is Dr. Hinshaw's pay and um, the quote-unquote bonus. I hate calling it a bonus. I don't know if it is a bonus. But um, to start with, do you not think that Dr. Hinshaw was entitled to some additional compensation for the job that she did during the course of the pandemic? When you, there were chief medical officers of health working all across the province, uh, all across the country, rather, mm -hmm. and uh, we saw nothing in the scale of what was offered here uh, for um, for the chief medical officer of health. Nothing in the scale of six figures, uh, representing 60% of somebody's salary as, a, as an extra uh, one-time bonus pay. Um, after the Fort McMurray wildfires, uh, there were a couple of uh, very modest bonuses. For example, that the, the lead person for emergency management got about $10,000. That's very different than uh, what was given to uh, the leader, uh, uh, the chief medical officer of health, Dr. Hinshaw. Um, so she did deserve it or she didn't deserve it? Well, I think that the UCP at the same time, uh, let me start by saying I don't think anyone thinks that a bonus in that scale uh, is appropriate. Okay. I also think that um, at the same time they're asking for health care workers to take rollbacks they're offering these major bonuses to, to one employee who is willing to validate their plans that caused uh, cr uh, extreme havoc on the healthcare system. They show nothing but disrespect to uh, frontline healthcare workers, and at the same time, they're giving out one mass bonus. If you have that kind of money in your budget, then you have the room to make decisions to support uh, workers across the province, not uh, just one uh, one uh, medical officer. So uh, there have been doctors and nurses across the province who've been working their tails off as well, respiratory sure, therapists, lab techs. Uh, they were offered pay cuts at the same time as a 60% bonus was paid out. Um, okay, two things on that. 
to to go she was given the bonus to go along with their plans i don't do you know that to be true jason nixon says it was basically an overtime payment and second of all it's not the prevent it's not jason kenny's cabinet that gave her the bonus it's ahs right do i have that wrong well, she's a, she's an employee of alberta health right so she's an employee of the government of Alberta Health. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I was just looking through, you know, other years. In, in 2018, Marsha Nelson, who is Deputy Minister of the Executive Council, earned 129000 in cash and non-cash benefits above and beyond her $487,000 in salary. The WC president that year earned 177000 in benefits over and above his salary of $730,000 that year. Were you aware of those? Uh, some of those were pension uh, opt-outs, I believe. So instead of receiving their actual compensation through their pension. Uh, I think that they took uh, other forms were which were written into their contracts, but there was nothing in this scale in terms of, you know, direct bonuses. And there's nothing in this scale across Canada in response to the same public health crisis of COVID. Okay, I'm running out of time. I just want to go back to the, the statement you said she was paid basically to ensure her compliance. That that's That's the allegation that your party is making? I didn't say that those words, but what, what, maybe I... Yeah, help, help me clarify. Cause... What was heard, but what, what I am saying is that people across this province have been working uh, ridiculous overtime. They've been putting their uh, backs into it. they get paid for it, don't they? No, most salary employees are on salary, and that's their job is to, to deliver within their... Um, their pay on the job that's required of them. So or during other major disasters like Fort McMurray wildfire, um, there were people that this is what their job is, is to respond to natural disasters, to respond to emergencies, mm-hmm. to respond to the pressures. That's why we have people in these positions is to prepare for these days and to be able to respond to them. And in terms of uh, other healthcare professionals, they were asked to take rollbacks or they were told that their jobs were going to be eliminated. And these were the kinds of uh, compensation that they were given at the same time we were asking them to do extraordinary things. So I think uh, the fact that the government found it worthy to give, you know, a a six-figure, 60% Mm -hmm. bonus um, to one employee is really disrespectful when everyone else who was on the front lines was facing a very different uh, set of messages and tone from the government when they said that there just wasn't simply enough to be able to, you know, maintain their pay, let alone give them any kind of increase. Yeah, I, I, I agree. The, the optics on it are absolutely horrible. I agree with you completely on that. Uh, Ms. Hobbin, unfortunately, I'm out of time, but I do appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much.